do it heartedly as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Come on, everybody make this confession. Say, my service service is to the Lord. Amen. Amen. My service is to the Lord. So none of us are looking for a reward to come from mankind. All of us are serving the Lord Jesus Christ so that one day we will be able to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Well done. Now enter into the Lord's rest. And so it's very important that we understand this, that there is a way that we are to operate. There is a way that we are to function. Servanthood is not just about serving in the kingdom or serving in church. Servanthood is a way of life. So if you are a servant and you are serving unto the Lord, then your job should benefit from your service. If you, have, if you have a family, your family should benefit from your service to the Lord. Your church should benefit from your service unto the Lord. Most churches down the street, around the corner, they have to deal with individuals who, who come to church and serve one way so that they can be men pleasers and let everybody see how how good they serve and how hard they serve and, and they get their name called out, you know, and they get recognized. But then they have no power in heaven. Heaven doesn't even recognize their service because they were doing everything they were doing for man to be pleased with it. But when it came for God to be pleased, he wasn't included. So then they leave church and they go home and they go home to their family and their family have need of them to serve them. And they what you what you want? No longer do they want to, no longer do they want to be seen by the crowd or the audience of their family. Their family's now inconveniencing them. Everybody say, man, pleaser. That's not what we want to be. So we, we talked about some things on last week, and unfortunately, because we only have a few short weeks to go, I think we have four weeks, five weeks left, however many they're going to give me, praise God. I'm just taking however many, they, I'm not even going to try to count them no more, praise God, because I, I may want to add two, and they might want to take away. So um, I, all, whatever time we have left, I don't have time to review. You might have to just get the CD, praise God. Just get the CD. Oh, it's on video, too. You might get the video, because when you get the video, you get to see all my facial expressions, all, the, all those things that don't, might not come out on the CD. What did he do just then? You have to see it. <laughs> Because sometimes I don't even know what expressions I'm giving. You understand? So today we're going to start with this. We're going to start with this. And I pray that it excites you because I need to build. I need to build on these things so that we can get to the place we need to get to. I already know. I already know that I will not be able to get through all of lesson two tonight. Did you hear what I said? I will not be able to get through all of lesson two tonight. All this is lesson two. Praise God. So I already know I'm not going to get through all the lesson two, but we're going to get down the road a little bit. All right. So here tonight, we're going to start by talking about ways to please your leader. 
ways to please your leader. If you, if you are going to serve someone, then you need to find out what ways can I serve them that will be pleasing. Not based on what you think. Are you hearing me? So number one, if you want to be pleasing to your leader, live a life pleasing to God. If you want to honor the man of God, honor the man of God by honoring the father. Live your life in a way that you will please him and allow me to benefit from your desire to please God. So, Pastor, how do I live this life pleasing to God? One, maintain a prayer life. Now, y'all were saying amen just before that. Say amen right there, too. (laughs) Maintain a prayer life. When you maintain a prayer life, that is pleasing. In addition to maintaining a prayer life, maintain a devotional life. Maintain a devotional life by taking some time to read the word. Pastor didn't say read a chapter, read two books. Just read the word. You can read a verse and meditate upon that verse. And get more and extract more out of that one verse than you can just to say, I accomplished reading a whole chapter. So maintain a devotional life. As a matter of fact, if you need to have a devotional Bible or a devotional tool that you can use, a daily devotional that will help you. That will give you the word and give you something to go with it. Use it. It's good. Married couples, it's good to use a devotional for your marriage. It's good, for, good to use it. It's helpful. If you're going to live a life pleasing to God, make sure that you're faithful in your attendance. Boy, listen up. Amen, 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 amen. See, everybody can't just say amen. Come on. You should be faithful in your attendance. Oh, see, y'all going to make me go here already. It's too early. We get down. Listen, listen, just, just help me, help me. Should God wonder if you're going to show up? So why should your leader wonder? Should the leader have to call and find out why you weren't at service? Or should you just inform them why you're not going to be at service? Communication. Communication. Service start at 10 o'clock. Don't come sending a text message at 1045 saying you're not going to make it. If you're going to live a life pleasing to God, you should have a prayer life. You should have a devotional life. You need to be faithful in your attendance. And you also need to be tithing. Can you be counted on? Can you be counted on? Listen to me. Tithing is you proving that you are willing to give God back to him what he actually owns. 
And when you're not willing to give God back what he owns, then it communicates to God that he can't trust you to give you any more. Well, I can't afford to tithe. I can't even, I can't, I don't even have enough for my bills. That's exactly why you need to tithe. I understand you're coming up short. I understand. I get it. But let me help you with something. The budget you're currently using is not working. So maybe if you give God an opportunity and say, God, regardless, I'm going to be consistent in this thing you ask of me. I'm going to do it while it hurts. And maybe you will see God's hand show up and move in a way that you've never given him the opportunity to. Because as long as you keep it in your hands, you make yourself your own God and you become your own gyro. But then we want to say, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Well, he can't provide for you if you won't obey him. If you want to live a life pleasing to God, do not allow sin to be in your life. Boy, I keep, I, listen, y'all get trained on Sunday. Don't get quiet on those parts. Because all of a sudden, y'all went quiet when I said, do not allow sin to be a part of your lives. And, and there was like three faint amens. Now, if we're dealing with a church full of sinners, now we, we can rectify. I can preach the gospel, glory to God. We can get folks saved. <laughs> oh, man. There's a scripture in Hebrew that talk about that we need to take off every weight. Tell your neighbor, take that weight off. The Bible says we need to take the weight off that so easily besets itself upon us. In other words, there are things that the enemy likes to get in our lives that become weights or sins. Watch this. And those weights and sins show up in our lives to hold us back. So the Bible says take off every weight. Take that lying spirit off. Another way to please your leader. Another way to please your leader. Serve unto God and not unto men. Serve unto God, not unto men. Mm, mm, mm. Ephesians 6 and verse number 5. Ephesians 6 and verse number 5 says, Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Whew. So when you and I serve, we're supposed to serve from our heart. Listen closely, guys. Listen closely. See, this can get very interesting because some people have issues of the heart with other people. Not with you. They don't have an issue with you. But other people have burned them, so they now have issues of the heart. And so they have trust issues, and they're not sure they can trust the next person that, they, that has authority in their life. And so they will start withholding their heart trying to do a thing for God, but your heart not in it. 
and your heart's not in it because you don't trust. Well, until you get the trust issues cleared up, your heart's never going to be in what you do. So I have to get my heart right. Watch this. Scripture says, guard your with all diligence. Why? Because out of it flows, flows the issues of life. The enemy is always trying to create issues in our life so that we won't have any trust for other people. Oh, I can't trust the black man. That's the stuff that the enemy tries to do. Oh, I can't trust no, I can't trust no Latino. Why y'all get quiet when I start saying that stuff? This, listen, listen, this is our family DNA. This is our makeup. We shouldn't be, get uncomfortable talking about our family. If we get uncomfortable talking about our family, we got to deal with other issues in our hearts. That could be lying dormant. Would y'all believe your pastor was a racist one time? What'd you say? What'd you say? Mm. Mm. I was born in it. I didn't ask for it. I was born in it. Experienced it. But if you would have asked me, I would have said, no, nobody no racist, what? This 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 will give you a little tickle. I would say I would say usually what the what the white person would say. One of my one of my best boys is white. He was one of my best one of my best partners was a white guy. Used to come over in the black neighborhood and some of my black friends give him a hard time and I beat him up. Don't be messing with him when you with me. But boy, God had to uncover some stuff that was in my heart. How was I going to do the will of God for my life? Watch this. And pastor an international family with issues in my heart. Hello, somebody. Now, how are he going to make you a part of the family and you going to continue to have issues of your heart with people of a different race? Mm-hmm. So we serve unto God, not unto men. Listen, let's finish the verse. Verse 7, with goodwill, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Everything we do should be good. It should be so good that others get to enjoy our service unto the Lord. And it's so good that they're like, wow, I've never had anyone serve me in that manner. I, I, I choose to brag on you. I choose to brag on you, our family, somewhat. Because when visitors come to our church, some of the incredible compliments that we receive is that, my God, your people know how to serve. Now watch this. Is it tiring? Yes. But this is unto the Lord. This is unto the Lord. So when you serve unto God and not unto men, 
then you do not look for people to reward you. Now, now hear me, hear me, hear my heart in this. If somebody don't tell you you did a good job, don't get upset. It may have just been an oversight. But if you're doing what you're doing so that you can get a, you did a good job, then you don't want a reward from heaven. You want one from man. Now, 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 this is your pastor. This is your pastor. Praise God. If I didn't tell you you did a good job, I am not excusing that because I do like to say thank you. But just in case I don't, please don't leave the church. <laughs> or don't get, at, don't get upset at me and stay home for two weeks. Pastor didn't tell me thank you. I promise you, if you know my heart, you know I'd rather tell you thank you to have you sitting at home. Having an issue of the heart with me. Can I be 100? I don't even know you got the issue, so I'm going on serving God. And you at home stuck. And you can't get the blessing of God on your life from the man of God God put in your life. Is that okay? If we're going to serve unto God and not unto men, I, I believe this has helped me so much in my life. Um, I can't remember who. I almost want to say it was my, um, who was the person that was responsible for me in grad school? My counselor, uh, my advisor, my advisor that walked with me on my three-year journey to graduate. It, it, I want to say it was him, but I don't think so. I'll never forget getting this word. Expect nothing, but be grateful for everything. You want to talk about being safe. <laughs> Expect nothing, but be grateful for everything. Pastor, are you saying I can't have any expectations? I'm not saying that. But you won't set yourself up if you just be grateful for anything that's done for you. Are you hearing me? If, you're going, if you want to please your leader, the third way that you can please your leader is by removing these five things so that you can walk in true servanthood. Remove these five things so that you can walk in true servanthood. Are you ready? No, I'm going too fast. All right. Come on, y'all in class now. Don't make the teacher have to repeat four or five times. No, okay. I'm, I tell you, Navy, get the CD. Get the CD. No. <laughs> number one. Number one. <laughs> remove these. Remove these five things to walk in true servanthood, so that you can please your leader. Number one. Remove rebellion. Now I know. I know. I'm so grateful that you guys are here tonight. I'm so grateful. I'm really am grateful that you guys are here because I know you guys don't have any rebellion in your heart, per se. That is my confession of faith. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I call it what I want to see, praise God. There is no rebellious person in the room. But sometimes, you know, sometimes, because we are a family that welcome anyone, sometimes you have people that show up that's got a little rebellion in them. 
I grew up, I grew up in a family, and, and my grandmother, my grandmother, she was saved. She loved the Lord with all her heart. But she didn't have a problem telling you got that hellish nature. Shit, mama. You a woman of God, but you the devil right now. Shit, mama. <laughs> uh, see, if I looked at one of y'all and said, you got that hellish nature, you'd be like, I'm out the church. <laughs> but you have to remove rebellion, guys. You have to remove rebellion. What is rebellion? Rebellion is a defiance or opposition to any authority or person in control. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Let me just put this out there. One of the great things that we see going on in our world today are rebellious people. People have no respect for authority. Amazing to me what goes on in school systems, and it's allowed. You can get away with cussing your teacher out. I'm like, Father, I'm so glad you didn't call me to that. I'd probably be in jail. I'm a... I was just walking the hallway of a school and heard stuff, and I was like, listen, you can't talk like that. Shut up talking to me. Listen, I ain't teach you, so... (laughs) But rebellion is a very real thing, guys. And listen to me. Rebellion happens in your actions. Rebellion happens in your attitude. Rebellion happens in your words. Are you hearing me? Over in 1 Samuel 15 and 23, the Bible calls rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Hear me. When we choose to allow someone to be rebellious, we are allowing them to practice witchcraft. And you can be upset with pastor if you want to. I don't deal with witches. I cast them out. And if that witch don't want to come out, then I put them out. I am not going to have a witch come up in here and think they're going to be able to operate in our lives because we're not going to address it. I have a responsibility to cover all. So if someone has a rebellious nature and I can work with anyone as long as they want to be worked with, but the moment that nature shifts and it doesn't want to be worked with, listen, you either got to adjust or go. Choice is yours. Pastor, you'll put me out with love. With love. The Bible says that witchcraft, another word for witchcraft is divination. Divination. Mm -hmm. Watch this. Divination is a practice of determining hidden significance or cause of events, sometimes foretelling the future through occult practices. This is why we can't allow witchcraft to go 
because when people start operating in witchcraft, they start practicing divination. When they get involved in divination, they start functioning by occult practices. Things that are occult practices. Astrology. Palm reading. Tarot cards. Psychic. Oh, you a lie. You're not about to be up in here operating by another, by another spirit talking about I want to prophesy. Hear me, hear me, because see, some people who are not spiritually mature, they can't even tell the difference between a witch that is foretelling something and a prophet that's prophesying, because they are very similar. It's just what spirit are they accessing the information from? Are you hearing me? So you can't just let everybody tell you they got a word for you. I don't know you like that. I don't know you like that. You go, go home and pray about it and ask God to reveal it to me. The second thing you want to remove, strife. Remove strife from your life. Strife is heated. Often violent conflict, bitter dissension, a struggle sometimes between rivals. Mm, mm, mm. Do you know that sometimes when people can't surrender or submit under authority, they will become a, they will set themselves up as a rival to the authority? Just little things like this is why you see we can't have people not being in this class because <laughs> they won't understand how you have to serve and how your heart needs to be in serving. Number three, the third thing you need to remove is contention. Heated disagreement. Contention. He did this. No, you're going to listen to me. You're going to hear what I got to say. Sit down. What spirit are you of? You act like you're going to attack somebody. What's wrong with you? Why are you so heated over a misunderstanding? Heated disagreement. Contention. have to advance their way in an argument. The fourth thing you have to remove, competitive jealousy. Competitive jealousy. Hmm. Having this urge to compare yourself, to compare your clothing, compare your car, compare your financial position, compare your house, are you hearing me? Compare your ministry assignment and what you do with others. In other words, you become provoked to compete for favor, position, authority, and influence. And in order to do that, you are compelled to criticize others in order to make yourself look better.
you don't have to put somebody else's candle out in order for your candle to look brighter. Don't have to do it. Now, there is something, there is something. Uh, it's not about uh, competitive jealousy, or, but there is something about inspiration, is it? Some of us, some of us should be challenged to be provoked to good works. I know I can do better. Mm, I'm, I'm provoked to do better. The fifth thing you need to remove is unforgiveness. Not willing to resolve. unwillingness to relieve of a requirement or obligation to clear blame or guilt. You got to make sure you don't allow unforgiveness to linger around because it will produce resentment against other people. Are you hearing me? So for us to have the spirit of an armor bearer, for us to have the spirit of an armor bearer, it means we have to be Christ-like. We have to have a Christ-like spirit, which is the heart of a servant. A Christ-like spirit is the heart of a servant. A Christ-like spirit is the heart of a servant. give you a couple of rows of an armor bearer. We almost there. Rows of an armor bearer. Mm. If you are going to be an armor bearer, if you're going to serve another, number one, you must be able to provide strength for your leader. You must be able to provide strength for your leader. Pastor, how can I do that? You're such a great class. I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how. You can provide strength for your leader when you always display and produce an attitude of faith and peace. Always display and produce an attitude of faith and peace. Did pastor say we don't go through anything? Y'all talk back to me. Y'all talk back to me. Um, be, and be honest in your communication with me. What would it look like if I, the leader, got up here in the pulpit on Sunday morning and I'm crying about stuff that got to be handled, and I'm just crying about it. Does that display that I'm in faith? 
Does that display that I got peace in my life? See, if your man of God is looking like that, you know what the enemy just shoot, what Darty just sends right there? There's something wrong with him. Are you sure you need to be here? <laughs> just think about it. Somebody, somebody trying to help you, and every time they come around, they... <laughs> No, no, no. See, we laughing, but this is real. Because every time they <laughs> and, and now you got that. What's wrong? Are you all right? That takes me away from handling the responsibilities I have. I need you to be able. Okay, you're going through this. All right, let's get it together. And let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's pray and move. Let the peace of God rule. But it's very challenging. You crying? It ain't going to help it. Pastor's not saying don't cry. That's not what I'm saying. But you can't come around your leader crying every time. Because eventually your leader's going to say, you know what? Um, I need some strength here, man. And unfortunately, on occasions, my experiences have been with you. There's a little too many weaknesses right now that's undeveloped that I don't really at this necessary time have the time to give to it to develop. So why don't you take a little time to get some of these things developed in your life so that you can bring some strength. Somebody sitting there thinking, that's so mean. We'll let them serve you, praise God. <laughs> let them serve you. In order to provide strength for your leader, allow joy and victory to be an integral part of your lifestyle. Woo. Listen to me. There's nothing like being around somebody that's joyous. There's something else about being around people that are saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and confessing the name of Jesus, and they look like they done sucked on sour lemons so long. And they come to church just. And you want me to serve alongside you like that? You're going to pull my spirit down right like that. <laughs> well, I just don't have no joy. Listen, you get joy when you think about all he's done for you. So why don't you remind yourself about some of the things that God has done for you so that joy can arise up in your heart and whatever challenge that was facing you, if you magnify the joy of the Lord, the challenge would get very small in your eyes. And you'll be able to walk and operate in victory. 
if you're going to provide strength for your leader, do not allow your leader to carry you mentally, physically, and spiritually. You should provide rest for your leader in their mind and in their body. This may help you. Do you guys believe I'm capable enough of carrying my own Bible and my own pad? You think I'm capable of doing that? So when you see the men of God that help me, and they may be carrying my Bible or carrying my pad, if that's all you see, you don't have the eye of a servant then. Because they're one, one of their responsibilities is take weight. What can I do to take weight off the man of God so that he can stay in the presence of God and have the mind of God working in him? Some of you, some of you, sometime on Sunday morning, you, you see me and, and you and you want to greet me, and, and I, I'm trying to do better. Everybody say, Pastor, do better. Yeah. I'm trying to do better because sometimes I'm so focused in what I have in my spirit to deliver that I don't want the disturbance or the interruptions of conversation that's meaningless for me at that time in relationship to what I'm carrying for people's lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's not, I don't want to talk to you. I am really locked in on what I need to communicate. And I've had people sometimes come up, and all I could do is give them a, and, and, and I know in that moment they may not understand, but I don't have time to explain. Some of you, you, you'll experience the woman of God. You'll experience the woman of God. She is focused on her assignment, and she can just beeline right by you. She beeline right by you, and she was looking at you. And you will interpret, and you, see, y'all laughing because y'all know it's real. <laughs> and you will interpret Pastor Candy must be upset with me. Or Pastor Candy, ooh, something must be going on with her. She's on assignment. That's what's going on with her. She's on assignment. If you get to know people by the spirit, you won't be trying to connect to flesh. Amen. She's not going to just willingly look you in your eyes and say, uh. That's not her nature. You'll be amazed because people have left the church over. They didn't speak to me. Praise the Lord. Number two, roles of an armor bearer, another role of an armor bearer. You must have a deep down sense of respect for your leader. 
you must have a deep down sense of respect for your leader and acceptance and tolerance of your leader's personality and their way of doing things. Oh, kalalalabasa. Hey now, hey now, hey now. Yes, ma'am, I, I, I'll give it to you again. You must have a deep down sense of respect for your leader and acceptance for and tolerance of your leader's personality and their way of doing things. Oh, glory, 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 glory. You want a good laugh? Y'all want a good laugh? We do things entirely differently. <laughs> I, I f I've forgotten. Um, one y'all years ago y'all used to call one uh, one grace. Oh, grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. One of us can be gracious, and one of us can be merciful. <laughs> but when you have us both, you get the fullness that you need, praise God. Here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. Because sheep are no different from children. Because children try to find the parent that they know they can go to that they're going to be able to get what they need. And sheep do the same thing. Oh, I ain't going to go to Pastor over that. Let me go to Pastor Candy. <laughs> and then y'all, I ain't going to go to Pastor Candy about that. Let me go to Pastor. Y'all so funny. Thank you. But, but leaders, listen, leaders, pastors, stand up, please. Stand up. They do things differently than how I might do things. Just because they handle things differently doesn't mean either one of our ways is better than the other. It's the grace God has supplied to each one of us. And we operate and function within our grace. Are you hearing me? Thank you, guys. The woman of God, I said, told the woman of God something today. And she said, babe, you said that? And I said, yes, the door was open, the opportunity was there, so I said it. And I knew immediately in her mind, she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but th that's my grace. That's my grace. She would probably never. <laughs> she would never <laughs> have said what I said. So you have to be willing, guys. Listen, listen to me. You have to be willing. See, sometimes we get so spiritual that we forget people have personalities. Well, I wish they were operating the spirit. Well, I'm a person <laughs> that has to hear the Holy Spirit like you. And I'm sorry that you can hear the Holy Spirit better than me. 
so give me time to get there. But I'm a person with a personality that God chooses to use. God chose to use the personalities of all these men in the Bible to write down his words. He used their personality and their culture, their makeup. See, some of y'all don't read your Bible right. Because you read your Bible and you start reading your Bible and you throw your culture out. And that bothers me sometimes. Because when I'm thinking of some of, some of my brothers and sisters, some of my children here, some of y'all, that Latino flavor, it's got to come out in the word. When you read the Bible, when you read certain stories, it's got to be a little, it can't just be, oh, it can't just be like that. Come on, come on, some of y'all, African Americans, y'all know how your hair get them. You got to read the Bible with some flavor in it. Because there is culture in the Bible. Everybody didn't just talk so eloquently like this and used every word that was properly to be used in the order it was supposed to be used with the commas where they were supposed to be. Everybody didn't do that in the Bible and held their hands like this. There were some guys who would take a sword and cut your ear off and Jesus would have to heal it and say, we don't get down like that. But guess what? Jesus never got rid of him. I do know I got one that'll pull his sword. <laughs> Every now and then I need to know a sister can, oh, <laughs> I can get ready now. Doesn't mean I got to do anything, but I can be ready. <laughs> listen, listen closely. Now, this is in relationship to your leader. If you're going to, if you're going to be an armor bearer and provide strength for your leader, and you, and you got this respect for them, the way you gain this respect and this tolerance is by praying for them. Pray for them. Don't just pray for them. Watch them. Pray for them. Watch them and ask questions. I didn't understand why you handled that like that. Pray, watch, and ask questions. The way you gain understand how to get this respect for them and this tolerance of their personality, do not argue or challenge their decisions. Work with them to achieve their God-given objectives. You may not have done it that way. It's okay. You're not the leader. So if it's not handled the way the man and woman of God or the, or the directors want it to be done, they're not going to come ask you. They're going to go ask the leader, why didn't you? Well, you know, 
so-and-so was challenging me on it, and so I backed off my decision, and I went with what they said. Oh, so maybe they should be the leader, and you should be the one under them. We're helping, assisting them accomplishing their God-given objectives. I wouldn't have done it that way. Okay, cool. You not them. One of the greatest lessons I ever learned. It's not Pastor Candy. It's not going to handle things the way I do. No matter how hard I try to coach her into it. God gave her her own personality and her own skill set and her own way. Watch this, to accomplish the same goal. But at first, I wasn't satisfied until she was going to do it my way. What were you going to say? I saw it on you. It caused great conflict. Listen, listen. When it's got to be your way, that's control and manipulation. Your leader will operate from two sides, spiritual and natural. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Oh, this, let me, let me just talk to you because this is, this is some critical stuff. <clears throat> Sometimes people get exposed to too much too soon. And when they can't handle it, it will jack them are you hearing me? Two sides. Everybody say two sides. two sides. All of us operate and functions out of two sides, spiritual and natural. You come to my house and catch me relaxing, you're going to see pastor in some shorts, some socks, some slides, a t-shirt. Pastor, I'm chilling. Don't come to my house adding weight to me thinking I need to be looking some kind of way for you. This is how I chill. If, that, if you can't handle that. <laughs> You're not going to apply that pressure on me. Now, when I leave the house, I'm going to be decent. I'm going to be decent. I'm going to be decent when I leave the house. <laughs> For the most part, praise God. <laughs> if it's late at night and I got to go pick something up, I might just throw them slides on and throw them shorts on. And I'm out <laughs> before, before the woman of God can say, honey, you going? <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> truth is, truth is, she ain't going to say that. She ain't going to say that. She ain't going to say that. However, We'll just leave that at that. Because if the shoe was on the other foot, I'm going to say something. Huh? I'm going to say <laughs> Some people can't handle the natural part of you. 
apologize. See, y'all, y'all ain't trying to keep it 100 in here. But you let some of the partners of the church see you functioning in the natural, and they'll be like, that's one of the ministers. What was the pastor thinking? Because, see, they think you're supposed to be up in the clouds with God. Like this all the time. And when they hear you, shut the door. Did they cuss? Because they're not accustomed to you naturally. They've only seen the spiritual side of who you are. Hear me. Some people can't handle your natural side. And when you, this is why the Bible, when it starts talking about novice being in leadership responsibility, you can't put novices there because they can't handle when stuff is, listen, everybody can't sit around and be in conversation with Pastor Reggie and Pastor Tammy. You might not can handle the natural conversation. I love this part. I love these parts. She know, and I know, and I know that she know that y'all be watching her. I see y'all going to sit there and act like y'all don't. (laughs) When pastor say certain stuff, y'all eyes go real open. (laughs) And and if Pastor Candy's all right, then y'all will laugh and be all right. But if Pastor Candy sit there, it might not. Y'all leave pastor out there by himself. (laughs) You're supposed to. You're supposed to observe and watch. Leaders, leaders, you have given everyone permission to observe and watch you. And to observe and watch your lifestyle. Ministers, ministers know, ministers know. One of the things that ministry calls is welcome to the glass house. Because everybody get to peek in. How you living? And some people are looking how you living so they can tell. Everybody ain't looking so they can pray. Some people are looking so they can tell. Is this all right? (laughs) Watch this. Now, we got to define something. I want to define a couple of things for you. Uh, The first word is acceptance. Yes, ma'am. You you have one? Holland, can you uh, turn Pastor Candy's mic on for me? (laughs) 
<laughs> so when Pastor Reggie's talking about not everybody can handle what we sit around and talk about, he's not saying that we're sitting around cussing or gossiping. He's saying that we sit around and talk about football. We sit around and talk about our kids' future. We sit around and talk about our Natural goals stuff. and our dreams. We're not always sitting around talking about the Bible and church and that type of thing. So I, I wanted to clarify that. Praise the Lord. I don't want to be laying in my bed and my wife want to come. Babe, let's talk about the vision. The vision. <laughs> Let me tell you about the vision. I got vision right now. Oh, oh my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> in my bed talking about some vision. Yo, you guys are laughing, but we actually we actually ha had a rule that we used to live by that. Listen, the bedroom is the bedroom. And we ain't bringing all this other stuff to the bedroom to talk about and discuss. We're going to do that outside the bedroom so that when we get in the bedroom, we are all right. Praise the Lord. Babe, don't wait till I get in the bed and ask me. Honey, why did you do? Ah! <laughs> That's a joy stiller. Why did you? <laughs> we do that outside the bedroom. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? I hope that didn't make us less spiritual because we don't sit around and have prayer all day. <laughs> After I pray and get a word from God, I'm ready to move. Well, y'all come back Sunday. Y'all just wait Sunday. <laughs> the youth going to have to stay in service on Sunday, praise God. Y'all just wait. Y'all just wait. I'm going to make all y'all blush. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm, teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. Stay with the program, Pastor. Did I define the word acceptance for you? No. Acceptance means receive willingly, believe in, Receive willingly and to believe in. Because leaders have different personalities, you have to believe in them and, ex and receive them. You don't receive them based upon them changing to fit what you need. Next word, methodology. Method and ology. Method and ology. Methodology. Methodology is just a person's way of doing things. It's just the way I do things. We can have the same goals but we go about them differently because it's our methodology. Mm. Now, one of the things when it comes to vision, like the vision for ILWC, pastor's methodology may not be Pastor Candy's methodology. And so all I desire is for Pastor Candy to embrace the vision and for her then to use her gifts, her talents, 
to execute, carry out the vision with her methodology, not mine. Because if she tries to carry it out with my methodology, she doesn't have that grace on her life. So now she's trying to work outside of her makeup. And when people put pressure on people to do things outside of their makeup, you start turning them into performing. This is my lane. Let me operate in it. And this is my methodology. I know it doesn't make sense to you, but, but this, is, this is my methodology. This is how it works best for me. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you can't continue to grow and learn and enhance. Are you hearing me? But one way is not better than another way. Yes, ma'am. To you. Very good question. Very good question. Ooh, this is so good. Thank you for that question, Pastor Linda. So you bring forth what it is, your vision, what the vision that you take have taken from the vision to bring out the execution of it. But you submit it. Did you hear what I said? You submit it, and you submit it so that you can make sure there's approval. Without having the approval, you might be executing and carrying out something that was in you that didn't agree with me. That, does that make sense? So we submit it. When you want to carry out an assignment in, in another area of ministry, you might be a part of the, the greeters ministry and you want to carry out another part. You got to submit that to make sure that it is in harmony with what the leader wants to get accomplished. And if it's not used, you don't get offended. It just may not be time now. Is that all right? Third word we define is personality. Personality. That is the character and how a person is different. Everyone is different. Everyone is different. When you have a moment, lock in on me when you have a moment. When you finish, lock in on me. Everyone is different. Tell your neighbor, I'm so glad you're different from me. Did you tell somebody? I'm so glad you're different from me. Praise God. I'm so glad you're different from me. Think about what this place would be if everybody was just like you. And to the individual that just said, oh, the church would blow up. The devil is a lie. You're right. It would blow up. <laughs> if everybody was just like you. Some of y'all will still be in prayer about the next thing we're supposed to be doing. 
You can't even come out of prison. Number four, respect. Respect. To hold in esteem or regard. To hold in esteem or regard. That's respect. Number, number five is tolerance. Tolerance. You must be able to endure and adjust. Ooh, I'm about to say something and you, you got to catch this. You must be able to endure and adjust. In other words, it requires patience. Listen to me. Whenever patience is required, the next thing to follow is a test. Because in order for you to discover and find patience, you got to be tested. Here's what I wanted you to hear. You must instinctively understand your leader's thoughts. You must instinctively understand your leader's thoughts. Pastor, what do you mean by instinctively? It becomes second nature for you. Intuitively, you pick up. You discern. Before I asked for it, you thought about it. The only way you can discern, be intuitive about your leader's thoughts is to get to know things about them. Please hear me. Getting to know things about them doesn't always mean you got to sit down and have a meeting with them to get to know things about them. You can observe and watch from afar and get to know things about them. How many of you need people around you that can discern? How many of you need people around you that can be intuitive? Okay. I, I don't know if I got enough real people, but I'm going to put my hands up twice. <laughs> if I always got to tell you everything that I'm needing and everything I'm talking, if I always got to tell you, you're going to frustrate me. If you done been at the church, if you done been at this church more than three years, you ought to know things about your pastor that's n that nobody even had to tell you. I ain't never had to sit down with him, but I know this. We need people that discern around us. We need people that can be instinctive, intuitive. Hear me. One thing that you do, guys, please hear my heart on this. There are times you try to initiate doing a thing, and it may be the wrong thing. But you learn the fact that you took some initiative. You didn't have to be told. 
I can take you did the wrong thing because I can correct it in love and you won't repeat it. But if you don't ever do anything and you just be sitting there waiting for me to tell you everything. I'm going to probably eventually say, can you go get somebody else? <laughs> this is real stuff, y'all. This is real stuff. Please hear me. Please hear me. I'm not just talking about church. Your boss don't want to have to sit down and tell you everything. Well, that's not in my job description. Well, maybe you need a new job. <laughs> Please listen. Do not focus on your differences. Learn to discover and confess your agreement with your leader. There could not be <laughs> two different, more, uh, two different people than Pastor Candy and I. When we got together, we were at the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I was way over here. And she was way over there at the door. Y'all can't see. And God had brought our lives together. And we had to work at walking toward each other. Not staying in our corner. Not staying in our corner. We had to work at walking toward each other. It could have been easier to magnify our differences because they were easy to see. But there was no power in our differences. Your power is only found in your agreement. So we had to come together to our place of agreement. We recognize, we understand that we have some differences. But we are not going to allow our differences to defeat us. The truth is, the truth is, God will always bring people around you that's different from you. Because their difference will be a strength where you are weak. And if you won't get intimidated by their, by their strength, their strength will cover your weakness. And your strength will cover their weakness. And we out of time. We out of time. Did you get anything from this tonight? <laughs>